0: Love Talk Radio.
1: among the elderly and disabled. Appointed by courts for various reasons, guardianship strips an otherwise sane, engaged, older adult of their freedom while depleting their resources in an ugly loop that seems to mostly benefit lawyers. It is the definitive roadmap of solutions for concerned relatives who try to correct the crimes against the loved one's estate, health, and even life. Guardianship is a comp- compilation of the articles written by journalists, attorneys, and other advocates across the nation with permission. Our collective goal is to make that serious crime public since the process needs to be changed.
0: Escoito Fardians are a very real threat to the Boomer generation. The last of our financially secure generations, a group of some 76 million individuals, 76 million people who, at the whim of a court, can have their personal freedoms stripped away, have their assets taken forcibly, and are subject to abuse in many cases. As a society, we have allowed for the active victimization of a mass segment of our population. Professional guardians are a cottage industry that is becoming more organized and powerful as lawyers and probate judges realize what a gold mine it is take over the lives and assets of elderly Americans to the detriment of their ears. Once a court-appointed guardianship is established, the elderly person's finances are under complete control of the appointed guardian, who may or may not be a loving family member, says Dr. Sam Sugar from South Florida, on behalf of Americans Against Abusive Probate Guardianship. It's just another indication of how this racket has infiltrated and corrupted our most sacred judicial process and turned it into a cash cow for the stakeholders in this predatory legal system, which threatens every single older adult in America. The Government Accountability Office identified hundreds of allegations of abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation by guardians in 45 states in the District of Columbia between 1990 and
1: 2010. I don't want to go right down here, but um, it says here, Steve Miller is a former uh, Las Vegas City Councilman, former Clark uh, County Regional Transportation Commissioner, Chairman Emeritus of Goodwill Industries of Southern Nevada, and President Emeritus of Opportunity Village, a charity that has been writing about guardianship fraud for over 10 years. Mm. And one of his stories prompted a television ad in a highly charged political race in Nevada. And the story is about a guardian, Jared E. Schaefer, who was being sued for embezzling four hundred and twenty thousand dollars from a ninety five year old former ward of his daughter by his daughter. Uh, Guadalupe Olivera was a World War II veteran. Unfortunately, ninety five year old former ward I'm uh, sorry, unfortunately, uh his daughter was warned to get her Father out of Nevada by any means in the dead of night. Schaefer became, uh, came after her, and the person who helped her in a legal fight to avoid relinquishing control by the claiming the daughter kidnapped her father. Oliveira's daughter wrote to Catherine Cortez Mastro in December 2011 asking for help terminating the guardianship relationship. When the family pleaded directly with then-Attorney General Cortez Mastro for help, according to the daughter, Cortez... Turned
0: uh, them away,
1: so, so these things are very uh, complicated. Yeah, and it goes it goes on a bit. We'll have Steve talk about it in just a second. But I want to well, let's get to uh, sorry, let's get to. Uh,
0: Hello? Yeah,
1: hello. Is Steve there?
0: Yeah, can you hold, please?
1: Yes. Hello? Yeah, hello. Hello? Steve. hello
2: Steve. Yes. Hello? Hi.
1: Hi, Steve Miller? Yes. Yeah, this is uh, Leo and uh, my co-host Lila with the LA School Show. How are you?
2: Oh, good. I'm fine. How are you?
1: Great. Great. We're uh, yeah. We uh, we read your intro and we read uh, a segment of the, uh, what the book was about and your background. Um, what uh, what possessed you to to uh, to uh, publish the
2: book? Well, I didn't publish it. I'm simply a friend of the uh, the writer. And he asked me to be available to more or less represent the information contained within the book, which I'm very familiar with and authored some of. And so I'm a commentator. I'm a radio uh, commentator a newspaper columnist here in Las Vegas. Over the years, I've uh, covered this subject extensively uh, since uh, 1999. So... I'm impassioned about it because I've seen the the results, I've seen the victims, and uh, it needs to stop. So the book explains the nuts and bolts of what this scam is and trying to warn people, uh, especially in areas where people like to um, retire, that being in the Sun Belt cities of Las Vegas and Tucson and throughout Florida and other locations where uh, wealthy people like to go when they're elderly and settle down for their last years and that's the target areas for these uh, unscrupulous uh, guardians and the attorneys they hire and also the judges they pay off
0: does this typically happen with uh, elderly people who don't have relatives who are in nursing homes or care facilities
2: it happens usually not to couples it normally happens after the death of a spouse Excuse me. There are ways to find out especially in retirement communities if the house is paid for, if there's a bank account, if there's a trust, if there's a will. And uh oftentimes when someone moves to one of these very expensive uh retirement communities, and you know, I'm gonna just say Sun City type of places, the first thing they're asked to do is attend what's called a wealth management seminar, which is conducted usually by a very prestigious local law firm. And people will get up and they'll ask questions. They'll say, do you have a will? Raise your hand. Um, Would you like to have one if you don't? And those people raise their hand. And they offer their services to put together, say, a uh, family trust. But they also know in advance the, how much money the house costs, if it was paid for in cash. was it, uh, Is it fully paid for? And they'll begin to single out certain people within the community, the retirement community, as being marks, waiting, and I called it the death watch, for one of the spouses to pass away. And then in the grief period, the um, guardian steps in and says, I'd like to help you. I know that you're distracted. I know. It's time for someone maybe to be your friend. And next thing you know, the family is shut out. The court decides that the guardian is going to become power of attorney. The power of attorney then goes ahead and takes the house, takes the car, takes the uh, the savings. Um, family by then usually try to intervene, but in, in certain instances reported in the book, uh, Guardian by M. Larson, it'll tell you about the fact that the uh, guardian has the power of attorney to tell the family, go away, leave them alone. Or we'll ask the judge to determine that the family member is a an exploiter or has a drug problem or an alcohol problem or whatever. They always come up with some de- defamatory reason that the family member is unsuited and that the guardian is more suited. And the judge always rubber stamps it. The next thing you know, the person has been wiped out financially.
0: What happens to this elderly person? Are they then thrown out of this community?
2: Well, the last times that this happens in people's lives, they they lose their home. They're put usually in a rest home uh, at their own expense. Oftentimes, once they're in the rest home, they're drugged until they die. They're given antidepressants. They're given uh, psychotropic drugs. They're given sugar. They're giving things that they shouldn't be getting. The family members try to intervene, the police are called and told to get this person off the property. The the horror stories are so similar and I'm not making this up. There's horrible things that happen to elderly people <clears throat> after a spouse dies in these communities. And that's why we're trying to warn people. Stay where you're at. Don't don't leave your state. Stay where your family is. You need them at the at the time sometime in your life your spouse is gonna die. Stay home. Stay where your family members are. Don't go to a strange, faraway place because it's got a beautiful golf course and a clubhouse. Stay home. Don't buy into these uh, facilities. I'm, I'm sorry, not until we get this straightened out.
0: So um, what inroads have you made? In, uh, it's, it's wonderful that you've exposed this. I, I have to say that I was really aware of such things. I mean, it sounds like the makings of a horror story book, a Stephen King kind of thing. It's, it's well, there,
2: it's despicable in that, yes, there should be a movie. There probably will be. I know a couple of production companies that have been to Las Vegas and have been looking at this very closely, and some have actually run some, some tape on it. So <clears throat> I think we're going to hear more about it. But as of this moment, there's only one of these guardians in prison locally. Really? And we're... Yeah, there should be more. We have uh, two or three investigations taking place through our local police departments, <clears throat> and also um, our local or our state AG is on it and our DA is on it. So I'm expecting indictments by November of a few more of these crooked guardians. I just hope that their lawyers and their judges are also indicted. Absolutely. And then maybe once it's that happens.
1: How about uh, like family members who are who are given power of attorney? uh what uh what have you seen as far as abuses there
2: well i the one that stands out is a fortune 500 company uh, ceo from i think he's north carolina whose father-in-law came to las vegas to retire and was taken by a guardian for a million or more dollars and this fine gentleman was he came to court here he tried to say that the guardian is exploiting his father-in-law and the Guardian said, well, he is a um, an exploiter himself, meaning the CEO, and that if you should <coughs> allow him to take power of attorney over his father, he's going to rob the father. And they just simply kept going after this fine gentleman from North Carolina saying he was an alcoholic, he was a gambler. And the judge says, I understand, I understand, uh, we're going to leave it in status quo, the Guardian is going to remain in, in place, and I'm sorry, sir, you're not going to be able to take your father-in-law out of the state. Well, the father-in-law died very shortly thereafter. I mean, he was just miserable uh, seeing this happening to himself and seeing his family. The family spent over 250000 with high-powered attorneys to lose in our Las, our Las Vegas family court. <laughs> it's a corrupt system that allows this to occur. And it's not just here. We have cases now that in, in Guardian by uh, M. Larson talks about cases in all states. I mean, Washington state all over the place you wouldn't expect it but it is happening it's a uh, a well-oiled machine the uh, uh the way it's been planned i think it emanated i i'm sure i can say this honestly that it emanated out of las vegas originally because we've had this going on for maybe 25 or 30 years so i think that most of the stories are rather new compared to las vegas ours is the worst case scenario and this is where they uh they perfected the scam right here in Las Vegas, and now it's spread all over the country.
1: You were involved—not uh, to change the subject so much, but you—you, you, I guess you were involved with this um, investigation of this Wells um, 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 Fargo mess. Did, did, were you involved with that at all?
2: Yes, I—not necessarily involved. I, I'm a commentator. I—I I, I write. I uh, speak. Uh, I—I've I, reported on it. I'm what, what, I'm aware of it.
1: Yeah. How how did that happen? I mean, how how did that kind of thing just make 5,300 accounts? Uh,
2: does yes. make much? Yeah. The the guardians uh, opened up a trust account at Wells Fargo. The trust officers are either in on it or they're stupid because they allow the uh, guardian to just drain the account and sometimes double, triple bill. There were all kinds of safeguards, supposedly, that happen when you put your money in a trust under a bank supervision. But the trust officers they're finding now at Wells Fargo just simply uh, are either stupid or they're they're involved in a scam. And so I think Wells Fargo is more or less admitting it's true because I understand they're almost trying to settle the cases. But we, we've we reported from my uh, news bureau that I'm with on several, one of which uh, is the case of 90-year-old World War II hero Guadalupe Olvera that was taken for over a million dollars out of Las Vegas. Um, his guardian set up the trust with Wells Fargo. The uh, trust officers gave a blank check to the um, guardian the guardian drained the uh, trust account of four hundred and thirty uh, thousand dollars and that's one that's involved now in a federal lawsuit because the uh, heirs and the family of mr guadalupe passed or mr olvera who passed away t- a year and a half ago have sued wells fargo so uh, that's being watched closely because the uh, the evidence is irrefutable in my opinion wells fargo is culpable <clears throat> it
0: it's, it's the elderly people, uh, so helpless, preyed upon, such perfect victims. That and children are abused in our society. The voiceless. That's terrible.
2: No, it's horrible. These are the the weakest of the weak. I mean, uh, yeah. and, and their families can't even help. They can't do anything. They'll go to jail if they try and help. I know of a lady who was locked out of the gated community where her mom was being uh, exploited. And and the guard at the gate was told, you can't let this daughter in. The daughter's 58 years old. She wasn't allowed to go and visit her mom. Mom finally passed away. The guardian took the house, uh, took her entire fortune, took all of her jewelry, took everything. And this is a case right now which is going through our local courts. And the guardian, I understand, is possibly going to go to jail on this one because uh, I have a little inside information. But the... um, we're hoping um, there's going to be some arrest, uh and convictions in the next uh, this coming year. Is
1: no, he happened? a lawyer, by the way? He well, a some
2: did. You, did you ask if it's federal? No, no, I
1: didn't I, understand. He an attorney?
2: This
1: the guy, the guardian that's going.
2: Oh, he's he's. The guardians have plenty of attorneys. I mean,
1: <laughs> that, no, that's not something she, they're wanting for. Was the one that's being. The one that took that lady's uh, all that lady's money there and kicked out her, is that is she is that an attorney or is that?
2: A oh no, no. They're usually they're not even trained. I mean, these people really have no credentials whatsoever. There's a national association for these guardians, and for fifteen or twenty dollars you can get a certificate. So these people are are just they they found a niche. They found a hole in uh, the law. They can become a certified national guardian with this uh, agency somewhere here in the united states and you'll you can buy a certificate to hang on the wall next thing you know you're a guardian so um, and then you make friends with a judge that's where it goes from there and if the judge keeps appointing you which is now the case here the same guardians over and over and over the same judge over and over and over and we're finding that to be the case in other cities too the judge i'm speaking of is driving around in a new tesla i don't think they pay them that well uh the guardian uh is living in a mansion um you know, just stuff that it's so obvious they don't even cover their tracks. <clears throat>
0: no, these guardians, are they um, people who are like caretakers of the elderly? They, they weasel their way, way in. They maybe are aides or people who um, offer services and get close to them and then kind of um, make this step.
2: The way it, the step starts usually right after the death of some elderly individual. Now the person's re, the surviving spouse <clears throat> maybe needs some help. We've had a case where one lady fell down and broke her wrist, or another man he he wasn't eating properly or he didn't look well groomed, and the people at the country club where he was living started to wonder and tried to help him. And then so one of the the people who kept coming over there was a secretary. Uh, from wow. the the country club, and she called the uh, guardian. And we feel like she's uh, implicated in a crime because she called the guardian. Right. The guardian came along, and the next thing you knew, a judge, without even talking to the elderly person, went and put this person under guardianship, made them a ward of the state, and then the guardian took that person for everything that person was worth up to the day that the lady died after breaking her wrist. <clears throat> so And the family w- were screaming. They didn't know what to do. There was nothing. They locked them out. They were not allowed even in the country club any longer. The gate, like I, I told you a moment ago, the guard at the gate says, I'm sorry, ma'am, you're not allowed on the property. <clears throat> you could not tend for her mother's needs. <clears throat> and the guardian, go ahead?
1: Uh, go ahead. the
2: thing is that, I'm sorry, <sighs> you know, this, this was with good intention. Somewhere, sometime years ago there was somebody who needed help who had maybe a family member that was a jerk that was going to steal everything and so the state says well we can we're going to devise a law so that you know the state can care for these people when they have you know a horrible family that's going to harm them so the next thing you know they had some nice person who was uh, a guardian who they uh, they called them that they decided at that point let's hire this person give them a title and they'll care for the elderly person until the day they die, and they're going to be safe, they're going to be sheltered from the exploiting family members. So there was you know, some kind of altruistic reason years ago for establishing the laws in the states that allow guardians. But then the people who became the guardians said, my God, this is a gold mine. I mean, I can walk in this person's house, take them for everything they're worth, their jewelry, their coin collections, their... Uh, you know their valuables, their artwork, <clears throat> and actually the title of the house. <laughs> and it's happened oh. again and again, thousands of times that I know of. <clears throat> so how do you?
0: Uh, so how do we protect the elderly? What do we do?
2: Well, first we talk about it. Uh, secondly, we finally get our local district attorneys and state attorney generals and. Uh, fraud unit, investigators in our police department, and uh, elder abuse specialists at our police department off of their butts and embarrass them into doing their jobs because oftentimes they they just simply say, oh, well, this is a civil matter. Mm-hmm. The, you know, these are civil matters. Uh, it's between this elderly person and the uh, guardian, let the elderly person sue. I mean, the elderly person can't go sue. So the next thing you know, the person dies and it's over, and the money transfers to the guardian. So I've had this happen over and over where uh, very lazy law enforcement people have determined that it was civil. It's not civil. It's criminal. There are quite a bit of felony uh, law uh, in most states that regarding elder abuse and exploitation. So in that being the case, the DA can handle it, the AG can handle it, and the police department should be you know, the investigator uh, of the uh, complaint, but often the complaints go completely un, unresponded to. And uh, now in Nevada, at least in the last six months or a year, uh, the police departments have uh, been um, alerted that if somebody comes in and says, I want to report elder abuse, or if they call on the phone saying, my, my father's being exploited or whatever, the police are supposed to respond immediately. They're not supposed to say, oh, I'm sorry, you need to take this to a civil uh, court and sue the person, like they have been for years and years and years.
0: How can, um, naturally, people are interested in these gated communities as they get older, how can they protect themselves now if they want to go into a gated community? How can they know that that gated community or protected environment is really safe? How can they well, I don't out? think
2: any of I don't think any of them are safe, and it has nothing to do with the community or the gates or the whatever. It's it's the the vultures who um, who circle these communities that are these I, professional vultures, these the, these guardians, and we've had cases where the elderly person was uh, turned in by. Uh, a, a nurse at a hospital because the person was ill or it could be uh, the, the neighbor might do it very innocently just saying my neighbor looks like he's starving to death could you come over and help the police department comes over they do a welfare check the police department or the officer who does the welfare check innocently be could be the one to call the family court next thing you know the family court goes and uh, they realize this this is a person worth three or four million dollars bingo the next thing you know we've got the you know this exploitative uh, guardian on the scene pretending to be, uh, you know, very nice. And everybody thinks it's great until the bank account starts being drained. So I don't know, really know if you're already in one of these p- communities and your spouse dies, you're in trouble. I'm just simply telling people don't move into them. Now, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, you know, the, the Dell Webb and the other people, I think, are they'd like to shoot me. I, but the fact is you shouldn't move out of state away from your family. Mm-hmm. I'm because sorry, don't. Out
0: there trying to get what you have.
2: That's it. You're, you're going to be a mark. You're going to be alone. You're going to be in a beautiful home on a fantastic golf course in some warm climate. You're going to have all kinds of friends. Drive around in a golf cart. You know, it'll look like really like heaven until your husband or wife dies. And I can assure you, one of you is going to die first. And then the vultures will descend upon you. It can happen. So what I just tell people over and over and over is, It may sound wonderful. You might get these really fancy brochures in the mail. Don't fall for it. It's not safe. Stay home. And I'm telling them in Las Vegas, and I live here. I've lived here all my life. Our second largest industry is retirement. I'm telling people, stay home. Don't retire in Las Vegas. It's dangerous, and uh, people are so angry at me for doing this. But I'm just simply saying, until we can get some laws on the books and put some of these horrible predators behind bars as example as examples for the others we're not safe to be in las vegas stay just stay in the state you're at wow i mean it's
0: almost unbelievable what you're saying and well it's in the
2: book if you go to if you go to m larson and uh guardianship the book is is just full of story after story and You'll see that these are not made up. You know, there's documentation on all this. Uh, you know, it sounds so bad, you would think that it's fantasy or fiction. It's absolutely happening. Uh,
0: uh, well, I'm glad you well, get. get I, I
1: was gonna add one more thing before you go. Eh, before we let you go there, uh, but I wanted to ask you the latest thing on uh, Harry Reid. If you if you knew learned about that, uh, he's gotten a multi billion dollar corruption scandal. Or well, there's been rain? more
2: than one. I'm uh, sorry yeah, okay, to say there's – have... <laughs> which one are we speaking about?
1: I <laughs> oh, this is uh, uh, recently hit with another allegation of unethical uh, corruption.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm cash. sorry. You know, it's it's uh, deja vu all over again when it comes to Harry Reid. I mean, you tell me about a corruption scandal and the hair, name Harry Reid, and I, I can't help but ask you which one.
1: Yeah, uh, he's steering billions of taxpayer dollars into guaranteed loans, grants, and subsidies yeah, sure. for green energy corporations.
2: I know um, that with that, and then the one out of Utah, and there's I mean there's about fifteen of them right now that <laughs> flow over my desk. Everybody thinks I should know everything, so they call me because I'm here. You know, I'm easy to get a hold of. it. you know, <laughs> Harry's a character, and uh, you know he's one of these guys that's made a lot of money, well, in public office, and. Uh, like, you know, I guess he knows to. how to do it.
1: He's retiring this year, so.
0: Well, maybe he'll go into one of those retirement communities, and somebody will prey on him.
2: No, uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. I think he knows all the crooks. <laughs> <So> I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't think it's going to happen. <laughs>
0: well, 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 they, they, they. usually turn on each other at the end. So possible. people listen
2: it, into this show. Yes, you're uh, right. They do. The, the rats always desert the sinking ship. They always throw their, their brethren under the bus. You know, it's amazing how unloyal they are. <laughs> That's right. When it
0: comes to the almighty dollar, they think they're going to take it kidding. with the show, but you know, it doesn't uh-huh.
2: happen. Yes.
0: No. Uh, now
1: the book the guardianship. Uh, can can you, It's available on Amazon, obviously. Yes. It's, uh, a web page that you'd like to direct people to,
2: or is that? Uh, I'm sorry, you, I didn't understand. What?
1: Oh, I said, is there? Would you like to? Is there a web page that you'd like people to oh. uh, go to, or is there anything you'd like them to uh, uh, research on their own?
2: Well, first of all, the book is available on Amazon.com. It's Guardianship by uh, M. Larson. My stories are mainly published by uh, Americanmafia.com, and uh, I have—I don't know—dozens and dozens of stories that uh, are about this scam. And I've been doing this since uh, uh, 1999 on on Americanmafia.com. So it's there's a whole library of articles that I wrote, and I, I try not to give my opinion so often i just try and just back it up with facts and links to to legal documents and such so if you go to americanmafia.com just look for steve miller inside the Ve- it's called inside vegas by steve okay. miller americanmafia.com and just go through my my uh, archives you'll find that eighty or ninety percent of my articles are about the are guardianship subject and uh, I back everything up. I say uh, I've never, I've never said anything or stated anything in those articles, that I can't back up.
0: Well, that's good, and I and I certainly hope that um, you by bringing attention to this, there'll be some massive changes and some protections for the elderly. Yeah,
1: and what what are what are there any bills in Congress, or are there any things in Vegas or anything right now that that's out there to protect this, or is it pretty much a
2: well, there's there's a lot of legislation in in progress. I mean, for our next legislative session, the, there's going to be uh, maybe five or six new bills to try to straighten this out and try and uh, get these people arrested, put them behind bars. That'll help somewhat. But they, I've found that the judges, because everything is signed off by a judge, so nobody's committing a crime. I mean, if a judge puts their signature on it, it's legal. So uh, with the fact that judges are signing off on this horrible scam, um, I believe that the only way we're going to stop it is take one of the really high-profile, and there is at least one here, very well-known, guardians, and put them behind bars for five or ten years. If that happens, it'll be such a big story here, and then if it happens in other retirement cities, i got a feeling we're going to see the brakes come on real quick, and these people are going to be scared to ever do it again because we're going to blow the whistle on them. M. Larson in the book Guardianship, uh, my job, and a lot of others. There's a lot of journalists on this subject now around here uh, and in California too. And yourselves, blow the whistle and uh, let everybody know how it's done, and then they will have to find a new scam. Well, I
0: think by shedding some light on a very, very dark, sleazy secret, we'll maybe get some change. Because after all, we're all going to be elderly. The alternative to that isn't so promising either. So, yeah, right. you know, it's going to happen to us. And then we'll be vulnerable too. After all, it's in our own best interest and in the interests of people that we love.
2: I, I mean, mean, when I'll, your I'll last days, your last are years are supposed team. to be your happiest, you're not what supposed to be a you mark.
1: Tell people to pre- how to protect themselves right now. Other than move <clears> out of there, not move away from their, their family.
2: But well, I, I said stay home. But then, if you're here already, or if you're already, you know, hundred five thousand miles away from your family, living in some beautiful country club community for elderly people, uh, try and keep your family close. Keep your lawyer closer.
0: All right, yeah, uh, well, that's good advice and uh thank you very much for all the yeah, your work you're too. doing to protect the elderly i think it's it's great that we have people like you who make uh these things public and shed some light on a very dark secret yeah.
2: well it's not a pleasure i I would say thank you very much for allowing me uh to speak uh it, normally, I would say it's my pleasure but this this subject is so heinous i I just it aggravates me. Now I'm going to have to go and uh, drink a glass of wine.
0: <laughs> well, keep, keep, on, right. keep on working at it, and um, there'll be a lot of people who will be grateful to you for your work. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry to be the only one right now really spouting off on this. I'm hoping you guys and numbers of others uh, pick up this ball, because this is, this is a really it's an interesting story, and it affects our moms and dads, and Boy, oh boy, we got to do something, and we will this way. Just keep the keep the um, light shining on the cockroaches; they'll they they run for cover. I always tell.
0: <laughs> well, I think you're absolutely right, and we'll certainly try to do our part. So
2: great! And thank
0: uh, you so much for coming on and talking about it with us. Yeah,
2: thank so, you very much for inviting me. You're
0: welcome. Uh, good luck, Steve. Good luck.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Okay. That Bye.
1: was that was Steve Miller. And, uh, wow! Really what a horrible,
0: yeah, was, horrible, what a horrible thing! I d- I just can't think of anything much worse than yes. than preying on the elderly like that, and then their last part of their lives is just miserable. They're virtually held prisoner by these people, yes. by these guardians, as they drain all their money, take all their things, and prevent them from seeing the people that they love. That's the worst.
1: Now you can get uh, Steve's. Uh, Work uh, or you can you can get into his investigations by going to Americanmafia.com. Look up Steve Miller Investigations, uh, Inside Vegas, and um, for a guardianship, check out um, M. Larson. The name of the book is Guardianship. It's available on Amazon. I never uh,
0: knew that there that it was such an organized thing.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a great scam. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: That's why you see a lot of these people get into nursing, the nursing home business. That's what they're doing it for. Yeah. I can remember um, maybe five or six, maybe longer, five or six years ago or longer, that they were in Hartford there was a, an attorney that was a guardian of uh, several elderly people, and he drained all their accounts and things. They finally found him. But you never heard too much more about it. Yeah. Well,
1: anyway. Uh, Steve, I noticed you're still available. You do. Would you like to add a little, any more to, to the conversation
2: there? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just interested in hearing you, and uh, oh,
0: that's funny. No, I, no, I don't no, know you, what you, to you,
2: add. I I would say that dead people can't testify, and that's what the big big problem here is. <clears throat> Eventually, the person who's being uh, ripped off, the ward—they call it the ward of the court—is going to die, and dead people can't testify. So, it's the perfect crime.
1: Well, uh, well we, we, there's a couple of things we wanted to talk about tonight, um, a lot of stuff we try to cover uh, but uh, one, of, one of the major things that uh, has been on my mind lately, the, uh, the bombings and everything else, uh, it seems like in Northampton uh, they're going to get dozens of Syrian refugees in uh, Northampton.
0: Well, we in Connecticut also have um, quite a few have come yeah, here, yeah,
1: quite an um,
0: and a large number have settled in the have been settled in the New York City area.
1: Oh, here's something else that's really fascinating. Governor Jerry Brown signs bill and yeah, signs bill to regulate cow flatulence.
0: That's yeah. really true. Only
1: in California, but he's going to uh, for a little
0: add a little humor. Yeah, you know, there's so many <laughs> serious things that he could be doing. Yeah, that was it.
1: Know, but he's he's really got to. Uh, yeah, you know, okay, there's a great drought here. Yeah, he's got to be some serious. Uh, I think the guy's gone crazy. But let's see. Uh, you got to worry about California pollution. It says in another uh, attack on California businesses, uh, yesterday Governor Jerry Brown signed into law a bill that requires the state to cut methane emissions from dairy cows and other animals by forty percent by twenty thirty. How the hell are they going to do that? This bill is yet another <laughs> massive blow to the agricultural industry in the state of California that has already suffered from the governor's passage of a $15 minimum wage, and a recent bill that makes California literally the only state in the country to provide overtime pay to uh, seasonal agricultural workers after working 40 hours per week or 8 hours per day.
0: Well, I think that's right.
1: But according to a statement from Western uh, United Dairymen's uh, CEO, uh, California's heir Resources Board wants to regulate animal methane emissions, even though it admits there is no known method for achieving that type of reduction. <laughs> I mean, this is another great, um, you know, uh, this is one of those great uh, moments of uh, what Trump has been talking about, you know, uh, regulating businesses into insanity. You know, it's a, it's a bankruptcy. But here's something that I, mean, I, I can't even imagine. Well you don't want to read more about the, No, I think I'd like to move <laughs>
2: okay. Well, I'm sitting here in Las Vegas. I'm downwind of California, so maybe it's a good idea. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. But
0: it, it just seems after, after that he's spending so much time on something they, they can't even really do anything about. They don't know how to regulate it. After you spoke about the story that you talked about, it seemed almost ridiculous. I know. I
2: mean, there's so many more better, more important things to think about. <laughs> yes,
1: I mean, it's just like oh a, god, but they don't even have any way to do it. They don't. That, there's point. not even any 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 way to do it. You know, but they're gonna <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> do <it> at, <laughs> I'm downwind. I mean, Las Vegas is downwind of California. There's a lot of cattle between here and L.A. Uh, uh-huh. I guess I should be complaining. I'm not.
1: <laughs> I, I can't smell it. <laughs> You know you know the other thing is, i don't know if you're if you're an activist in this area but i uh, i guess las vegas uh or nevada has some of the highest chemtrailing trailing uh, uh in in the country you know the most gum trailing in the country is in the is in the state of nevada um, were you aware of that or
2: well i'm a i'm a retired airline pilot so yes
1: You know, you are yeah 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 I mean, I, I
2: spent an awful lot of time up there, I guess, personally uh, causing some of that, so I'm, I'm sorry, you know, that it's, it's something that comes, it's a jet uh, issue with uh, aircraft that, you know, you're going through cold air and you're generating some heat. Oh, I
1: don't, and, I don't mean trailing. I meant trailing, which is where, they, uh, where they're where yeah. literally spraying the skies uh, in this okay,
2: well. I I don't know. I mean, as much as I've got over 7,000 hours up there, I just, I don't know what to say because I can't, I have no information on the subject. Even as close as I was to the subject, I I was unable, in reading all of the materials that I've read on chemtrails, uh, unable to verify it, confirm it, or deny it. I just don't know. I mean, I know about area fifty one I know about a lot of mysteries around here but that one is one i'm I'm not going to be able to intelligently uh talk about i I just can't tell you if it's true or not
1: i'm, I'm surprised but anyway that's uh that's interesting here, here's something i don't know if you is uh, something that uh, came up um, As it turns out it says big farmers getting away with selling crystal meth to children Ooh. by renaming yeah. it
0: <laughs> you
1: know, Adderall well, that's what it is. It's crystal meth. Uh, well,
0: there's there's a lot of lot of things that have other names that have the same chemical makeup. Uh, you know, and that, that I, I think they
2: call it bath salts or something innocent like that, and they sell it in smoke shops. Am I right?
1: I'm not sure if it's. I don't. I don't know if they if they sell it in smoke shops as bath salts, but I I know they. No,
0: Adderall is is a is, drug that's oh, yeah. given to kids for ADHD. Oh. And
2: yeah.
0: uh, people also take it for you know, amphetamines have been traditionally used by people who are trying to lose weight because it speeds up the metabolism. Metabolism. It's a speed. Okay. And also, uh, amphetamines. Um, have a, a certain chemical formula that's very similar to some of the sweeteners that they put in diet soda. And like
1: aspartame, something.
0: Yeah. Oh. Mhm. So there's a lot of stuff around that we don't really understand that causes problems for our bodies that we ingest. Mhm.
2: Well, right, I right. I don't I don't do that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm basically very. Uh, yeah, I, I know of, of what you're speaking because I read about it, but, you know, I, I have no expertise on that either.
1: <laughs> well, the FDA says meth is okay for ADHD weight loss.
2: All right, mm-hmm. first,
1: some in definitions. <clears throat> Amphetamines are a class of chemicals that are used both medically and recreationally. Mm-hmm. The street drug known as meth may refer to either methamphetamine or dextroamphetamine, crystal mm-hmm. meth. Specific form and uh, the author of the report notes that uh, popular and scientific literature regularly make meth out to be much stronger and more addictive than other uh, other amphetamines
0: such statements however inconsistent inconsistent with the empirical evidence they wrote in a carefully controlled laboratory studies of human research participants Des um,
1: Amphetamine and
0: and methamphetamines. methamphetamines produce nearly identical physiological and behavioral effects. They both increase blood pressure, pulse euphoria, and desire to take the drug in a dose-dependent manner. Essentially, they're the same drug. That means amphetamine drugs such as Adderall, prescribed to treat, to treat narcolepsy and attention deficit disorder in children as young as two are in fact no different in action from meth. In fact, the active ingredients of Adderall are actually 75% dextroamphetamine salts. The other 25% are other amphetamines. That's why the drug is also used to enhance mental and athletic performance and recreationally to produce the euphoric high. There's another FDA-approved drug that's even closer to crystal meth, the active ingredient of doxin is a methyl, methamphetamine hydrochloride, which is literally crystal meth. They oh, are, that's uh, one I don't know. is approved for ADHD treatment and as a weight loss. You have to be yeah. really careful when you get prescribed these things. You have sure. to know exactly what they are because some of them are very close to each other yeah. in their chemical. If you looked at their chemical makeup, you'd be able to see you know, how close they are. And some of them are very dangerous and are prescribed by doctors without really thinking too much about it. That's absolutely
2: true. I've always noticed, you can always spot someone who's on meth because their teeth are are gone. Uh, Their mouth is all sunken in, it seems, like they don't have any teeth. The first thing to go, it seems, is the teeth. I don't understand that, but that's what you see.
1: I I, I remember that years ago, the... the, um, a lot of people used to be on speed back in the 70s, and, and uh, one of the biggest things that happened is that their teeth would rot out. You know. Uh,
2: I don't know if it's a lack of brushing or it's some chemical reaction. I don't,
1: know, I don't think it's the
2: brushing. I think it's a chemical reaction where the teeth fall out. Uh,
1: no, yeah, it, it affects the, uh, the roots and stuff, and it's, it's really bad. Yes. Yeah. But here's, uh, like, for instance, scientists find fluoride causes hypothyroidism, leading to depression, weight gain, and worse. And uh, I found that uh, about five years ago, I, I realized that the fluoride was, was, was cause, uh, causes tooth decay, not only tooth decay, but um, uh, what they call it? brittle, uh, the brittle, uh, brittle brittling your teeth, you know, cracks and so on and so forth. I, and I couldn't believe it, but one, but one day, my uh, one of my molars kind of just crumbled. And I was reading, and I, and it was, and I was reading this. Um, uh, read it, I read about it, and I realized, oh, it's crying out loud! Uh, you know, fluoride does this to, to teeth. Fluoride rots your teeth. And I said, and, 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 I, and what I did is I stopped using fluoride toothpaste. I started using Tom's toothpaste. And both like and I. And uh, you know what? We, we haven't had a cavity or a problem with our mouths ever since we stopped using fluoride. Uh, you know, what is it's,
2: uh, something that's very, I think, very intrusive is when the city or the county water supply has been fluoridated. Did yeah. they ever ask us if we want it? Most times when they do it, it was done without the permission of the of the consumer.
1: Uh, and most, and the amazing thing about fluoride is it's a it's a it's an aluminum waste product. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh You
1: know. Uh, yeah when <laughs> that processing well, the stuff.
0: thing is that people can protest it and you complain and you get a petition and you have a lot of people sign it. it makes no difference. It still continues. Most people don't want it in their water
2: no. I and don't want it in my it. water. We've got chlorine a lot of chlorine in our water here. you can smell oh, it, you cool. can taste it. I don't need anything else in there if I can help it, but nobody's asked my permission in years, no, I mean, and i was I was involved in, in government in the city i mean i i don't i don't remember for that that coming over my desk as to be uh something i'd vote on but it happened i guess years before i was there
1: it was, is it just like somebody said yeah this is what we're going to do and, and it's been doing that for the last 50 years
2: yeah, cool maybe maybe it's the maybe it's the company that manufactures the fluorine uh, paying off politicians.
1: That, one of those companies is uh, is uh, um, uh, Alcoa. Alcoa, Alcoa, okay, one of the major companies. Mm-hmm. And and you know the amazing thing is is that uh, the production of uh, aluminum, <laughs> I mean aluminum, they found is kind of is, is directly connected to the to to Alzheimer's, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Aluminum particles, aluminum everything. I mean, how many aluminum plant cans uh, have, have we ever had growing up, uh, drinking soda out of, you know, or uh, aluminum uh, pans or aluminum, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, aluminum foil? Uh, it's just unbelievable. And, and to find well, out a lot of the
2: bad things, a lot of these bad things. And I've run for office many times, and I've been elected a few times. You go to get your campaign contribution, and that's not just something they're giving you out of the goodness of their heart. They're giving it to you because there are ropes and chains attached to it. And if you want to get elected, you need lots of money to buy advertising. Now the next thing you know, you do get elected. You start getting calls from your contributors, and they're telling you what to vote on. And uh, it's amazing how many politicians – just do exactly as they're told, because a major contributor just called on the phone and said, vote yes on this or vote no on that.
1: You're talking about Hillary's campaign and Obama's and, you know, everybody uh, down the line, but especially those two. Holy cow, they owe their souls to to it.
2: Well, you know, it's an interesting theory. It's an interesting uh, correlation here between myself, and I'm not going to compare myself with Mr. Trump, but the time I financed my own campaigns, so I, I was able to thank God. I was always fortunate enough to have the money to go ahead and pay to have a really good campaign, and I got in in office a couple of times on my own dime. Once I was there, nobody knew what to do with me because they used to say, "Well, who do we contact?" I mean, who financed this campaign? He had TV, he had signs, he had radio, you know, all this yeah. stuff. And finally, the you know people started saying he, it was his. The guy, you know, he's got a he was born with a silver spoon. But the thing is, I use my own money. I mean it's certainly not as big a deal as, as Trump. I'm talking about city elections and county elections, but uh and a state election I was involved in. But uh, you know, once you're in there on your own dime, they hate your guts because they don't know what to do. You're gonna do what you think is right. And that's why I'm not in there anymore. They had to finally, you know, figure out a way to get rid of me. But um you know, this is the most it? distasteful thing is to have somebody go in on their own dime.
1: How, how did they get How did they get rid of you, by the way?
2: Well, I ran for mayor of Las Vegas, and the person I ran against spent a couple of million dollars uh, besmirching my name. And uh, I was, you know, every time I turned on the TV, I was on over 50 channels. It kept <laughs> saying that I was a cocaine addict. Uh, it was a oh, horrible right. thing. I've never even seen cocaine, but it kept saying it. And so uh, the people believed it it was in those years there were no uh, early voting so it was 5 days out from the election and when I tried to go on TV they said we well, have to buy time and when I went to try and buy time the opponent had already bought it so I was left without any way to uh, tell the public I've never even been in the same room with cocaine and I ended up losing the race that I was favored to win by 26%. And so then I sued the person who did this, and we ended up in a 10-year court battle. I won it on the state Supreme Court, and then they sent it down to the state uh, local courts or the district court to determine what my actual monetary damages were, and that's where I lost because they said that I had been too successful for those 10 years. I hadn't lost any money. So they wouldn't punish the the person who – who was saying this and uh, other than just the embarrassment of having to go through a five week televised trial. And so the um, it's part of case law. If you ever look up Miller versus Jones, Miller versus Jones uh, and it's the decision as to a, uh, one public official suing another, there's a whole bunch of different rules when uh, somebody who is a high profile, like a mayor, or in my case, a former councilman, uh, sues, another um, uh, public official it 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 has a whole different set of uh, rules so um it, it, i made case law it's called miller versus jones and so uh, you know it's a well, 19 page to, decision oh. by the uh, state state of nevada supreme court in my favor but i couldn't get any money for it so i ended up having to foot the bill for the attorneys and all this stuff it was just a waste of time good
0: what happened to mr jones
2: well, it was Mrs. Jones. She became the mayor, and uh, she served for two terms, and she wasn't the worst, and she wasn't the best mayor, but uh, she got in under very uh, false pretenses, and uh, people finally, they figured it out, but in the meantime, you know, I became a talk radio show host, which is something that uh, happens sometimes if you ever find a, an old politician, you find some of them are on the radio after they get out of office. That's what I yeah. was doing. But I had done it before, too, so it was just fun to go back into that business and use whatever well, name well, recognition I had.
0: Well, at least you were—they were they weren't were able to silence you, so that's good.
2: Yeah. No, I was, in fact, I, I think I was more effective uh, out of City Hall than I was in City Hall because uh, the radio show was a big success. In fact, it was on back east. We were on uh, in Hartford and uh, Bridgeport and in New Jersey, and we were on in Hawaii, uh, Florida, Monterey, California, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I'm trying to remember all the cities that had the show. And uh, I was able to make a lot of – it was uh, just out of my – the local station, and then the others started picking it up. Wasn't uh, I don't remember the name of the actual company, but it just kind of started to snowball. It was kind of neat, and uh, we broadcast out of a casino here in Las Vegas. They, in fact, uh, the casino owner uh, built me a little glass booth in the middle of the casino so I could sit there and everybody could stare at me when I did the show
0: <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of the casino.
2: <laughs> it was kind of funny. One day, uh, Mickey Rooney walks up to the glass window and he he smashes his face against the window, like you know, to be funny. And uh, I didn't recognize him. He had his nose all scrunched up against the glass and his w- lips. And he was—I I was wondering who's this little man who just walked up and he's, you know, plastered his face, flattened his face against the window. And then he stepped back, and it was Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know I was
2: laughing want. so hard I couldn't—I couldn't even finish the show. And he didn't finish come in. I tried to get him to come in, and he wouldn't come in, so I could talk to him you just walked away everybody they thought I was lying they said what is he I I couldn't stop laughing it was so funny you know
1: Mickey Rooney uh, had a real horrible problem with his uh, with his guardian who was his uh, his son or his family Uh, did you remember that Uh, I do and
2: uh, he was such a target
1: yeah exactly it was abuse and physical abuse and uh, they were robbing him Casey
2: Kasem too Casey Kasem uh, people with a lot of money become the targets for these types of, uh, of vultures and exploiters.
1: Uh, I remember. I remember he came out very publicly and uh, accused his uh, his, uh, his his son, uh, I think, of of, of abuse and. Uh,
0: uh, some other issues there. It was very, very messy at the end of his life, which, yeah. is, which is really too bad and terribly sad.
2: No, you're so but vulnerable. I, I mean, I, I've i got a ways to go, but I, I could imagine how vulnerable a person is the last year or two of their life. And to have to die knowing that somebody is doing this to you and you're helpless, what a horrible way to die.
0: Oh, and no. I no. think the worst part is you cut off from the people that you love and that love you. I mean, and there are ways
2: the courts the courts do that and that's what is so sad and there this is where we've got to change some laws the courts shouldn't have that that power to go in and uh, and limit you from visiting your own family members and if you read uh, M Larson's book guardianship you're going to hear case after case after case where uh the court had told the family you're not allowed to have contact with your loved one
0: well, you know, it's it. The world hasn't changed much. I can remember reading. <coughs> there was an old on the uh, beginnings of Connecticut, and it was actually it was written uh, by a woman about women. And mm-hmm. this particular woman, this was in the 1700s, 1800s, early 1800s, was married, lived in Connecticut. Her fuz- husband had a. They had a very successful farm. And, of course, they were well-known in their community, and people, I'm sure, were jealous of their success. He died, and she continued on being successful, even more so than any of her neighbors. And eventually, they accused her of things that weren't true and stole her farm, her house, all of the animals. Did
1: they they accuse her of witchcraft? witchcraft?
0: Witchcraft, yeah, that's right. And they took everything from her. So it's not new. It's been. Uh, it's a way that uh, some of our probably most prominent families made money. I'm sure, taking what belongs to others.
2: What M. Larson does in the book and what I try and do is just to show the pattern. There's a certain uh, pattern that seems to uh, permeate uh, this type of exploitation and this kind of scam. Uh, there, it, we actually now have it kind of like in a. Uh, you know, we know what's going to happen next in some kind of order, in chronological order. We know where it starts, and then we know how it ends. Now, so what we're doing is try to reveal the uh, nuts and bolts of this crime, so that law enforcement can understand it better, and the news media can understand it better, and, and then the families can understand it better, and try to convince their elderly loved ones maybe that you know it's not so bad to stay where you lived all your life. You know, don't don't fall for these gorgeous brochures that come in the mail saying, you know, you're going to go live in the hills or live at the beach or live in the desert or wherever people like to go to retire, because you could be so destitute, so desolated from your own family members that they can't help you, and uh, and that's where this starts.
0: Thank you very much for warning us and warning yeah. people about that, and especially warning the police and. Uh, people who can watch out for it, because there is a formula, as you said, and you know where it starts, and unfortunately you know where it can end. So forewarned mm-hmm. is so, uh, yes. forearms. so well, forearms. We hope that the public really will pay attention to this, and I hope you can get some laws passed. That will be an example to other states. Uh, that will be great. We've got to let you some go people up. the show,
1: but um, we we appreciate you being on tonight. And, well, uh, again, thank
2: uh, me. Thank you very much for allowing me and for the, you know, the entree. What is it? The encore? <laughs> I came back. I, I, that was kind of funny. I thought I was off, and then okay. I came back. <laughs> encore.
1: <laughs> All right. So, good night, Steve. And uh, good night. night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye
2: bye. Good night. And
1: that was uh, our, our friend uh, Steve Miller, and his book is called The Guardianship. And I know I just looked at M. Larson. Uh, Steve is the. Uh,
0: he's a contributor to the project. And he's hey, is a